like the bursting of great waters. One translation says, like a breaking or like a bursting flood. And so the Lord has broken through me, through my enemies, like a bursting flood, like a breaking flood. And so he called the name of that place Baal Perazim, which literally means the Lord of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to shout today. I want to dance. I want to run. He is the Lord. He's the Lord of the breakthrough. He described it like the bursting of a flood. He was saying that when the God of the breakthrough shows up and he releases his power, it will be like a flood of his goodness. It will be like a flood of his favor. It will be like a flood of healing. It will be like a flood of his power and miracles removing every obstacle in our Everyone shout breakthrough. Now let's define for a moment what breakthrough means. It means this. Movement or an advance all the way through beyond an enemy's front line defense. It is also an act or an instance of removing or surpassing an obstruction or a restriction. Hallelujah. It also means any significant or sudden advance. I believe there's a sudden advance taking place against COVID-19. Hallelujah. How many of you believe in God for a breakthrough? I mean a big breakthrough in medical science. Amen. We're believing for a breakthrough in divine healing power. That those that have been affected and those that have been infected may be released in the name of Jesus. Sudden advance. A development, an achievement of increase. Which removes a barrier to progress. A breakthrough is simply a sudden burst of God's favor. It's an explosion of His goodness. It's when suddenly God releases His power in such a way that it literally overwhelms and drives out our enemies. I'm telling you today, folks, what you cannot break through in your own strength, you don't have to rely on your own strength. We go to the strong one. We run into the stronghold. Hey, the name of the Lord is our strong tower. The righteous run into it. We are saved. Say it with me. I am saved. Now today, we do not deny the fact that we're facing great difficulties in our nation. You've seen what has taken place in Minneapolis. You've seen what has taken place across our nation. There is no doubt in our minds that evil is preeminent and very, very real in our nation. But I heard the Lord say for the body of Christ today, church, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. That's the only way that we're going to see evil turned around for good is by making the decision that we are not going to be overcome by that. But we are going to be at our post. We're going to be praying. We're going to be declaring. We're going to be interceding. And we're going to believe for the goodness of God in our nation. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. And so today, 
you may be facing obstacles. You may be facing difficulties that seem literally impassable and dreams that look unobtainable. But I believe the Holy Ghost gave me this for you today. And that is this. I encourage you to look not and consider not what you see with these eyes. But change your focus by looking unto Jesus. By looking into the perfect law of liberty. And this word came up in my spirit as I was preparing this. Look unto Him and live. Look unto Him and be released. Look unto Him and be healed. Look unto Him, glory to God, and live and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. Look unto Him. Somebody shout, I'm looking. I'm looking unto you. You are the author. You are the finisher of my faith. You are the Alpha and the Omega. And you are everywhere in between. You are omnipotent. You are omnipresent. You are all wise. You are El Shaddai. You are El Elohim. You are the God that is more than enough. And I'm going to look unto you. Look unto Him. Consider Jesus. Consider Him. The great apostle and high priest of our profession of our confession consider him we consider jesus by feeding on his word we consider him we focus on him by spending time in his presence and this came up in my spirit yesterday if all we do is spend our time in the presence of men in the presence of their words in the presence of their opinions all we will see is impossibilities. But oh, my brothers and sisters, if we'll spend time in the presence of Jehovah, in the presence of His Word, communing with the Holy Spirit, He will enable us to see what He sees. He'll enable us to see how He sees things. Come on, somebody. See, in the presence of men, as men look at COVID-19, as men look at racism, it can't be done. Nothing can be done. But oh folks, when we get over into the presence of God, we ought to shout real loud, it can be done. Because with God, there are no impossibilities. And all things, come on somebody, all things are possible to Him that believe it. Dare to believe that. Give Him something to work with. Now unto Him who is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we can dare ask, think, infinitely behind our highest dreams, thoughts, or actions. He's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all of those things. And it's in direct proportion to God's power that's working in you. Somebody say, thank God. No word from God is void of power. Thank God I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and with power. And this power working in you, faith in the power of God, positions you for breakthrough. Faith in the power of God is to usward 
who believes. Say it with me real strong. I've got faith today in the power of God. What are you saying today, Pastor? I'm saying what the Word says. I'm saying to you today that when the God of the breakthrough releases a flood of His power, nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop it. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Woo! I think of that old song. Get ready. There's a train of coming. Come on. Let's get on board with the plan of God. Let's get on board with the will of God. Let's get on board for reconciliation. Let's get on board for destruction of COVID-19. Don't miss that train. Don't miss that train. Say, oh, I wonder, wonder whether I should get on or not. Folks, it's time to get on. It's time to get in. It's time to get on in and get on with the plan of God. Woo, hallelujah. In Micah chapter 2, we see the promise of the restoration of Israel from Babylonian captivity. And here's what God said to them. He said, I'm calling a meeting, O Jacob. I want everyone back. I want all the survivors to come back. I'll get them into one place, like a sheep in a fold, like cattle in a corral, a milling throng of homebound people. I like how the, the Amplified says this, Then I, God, will burst all confinements and lead them out into the opening. They're going to follow their king. And I will. The great I am. I'll be out front. I'll be leading them. Now listen to this. When he said, I, the God of Israel, will burst out all confinements. The Amplified says this. The breaker. Have I introduced you yet to the breaker? Have I introduced you to the God of the breakthrough? He said the breaker, the Messiah, will go up before them. <laughs> and the Messiah, the one who breaks open the way, is going to lead them back home. And I'm going to restore the kingdom of David. Somebody says, how does that relate to us today? What relates to us today is this. He is forever the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He was Israel's breaker, and He's your breaker. But I love this. It just resonates so deep in my spirit. It says, the breaker is the one who goes before us. What does He go before us to do? He goes before us to open things, and to break things through, and to remove obstacles. How many of you know, we've got a breaker that broke through death, hell, and the grave. He blazed a trail, and He made the way for you and for me. Say of me, you are my breaker. So God gets great pleasure in breaking through for you and creating an opening for you. Every one of you, if you look back, you will see how good God's been to you. Yeah, we've all had tests. We've all had trials. And surely we've all made mistakes. But we are not about to live in the past. 
We are facing our future with faith. We are facing our future with confidence. But how many of you know, sometimes it's good to look back and see what the Lord has already done. I mean, He fed your babies. He fed your grandbabies. When you shouldn't have got the scholarship, you got the scholarship. When it looked like money was running out, all, all of a sudden there was a knock on the door and somebody came with groceries. Somebody came with a check in hand. Somebody shouted, here's my breaker. And so here's our part. Our part is to be ready and to be expecting a breakthrough. I'm expecting COVID-19 to be a dead issue. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. Hey, when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. You and I, glory to God, are touching heaven on behalf of this virus in Jesus' name. Here's what she said. If I may touch his clothes, I shall be healed. Listen, folks. One touch from the master makes an issue of blood a dead issue. And one touch from the master's hand can make the issues that we're facing as a nation, can make the issues that we are facing in this COVID-19 pandemic, it can become a dead issue. And so I'm expecting, how many of you are expecting with me? And here's what the Lord says to us today. For you individually, for the church corporately, and I believe also as the body of Christ, that declaration and expectation of breakthrough will bring manifestation of breakthroughs. I want you to get that in your heart. Let's say it together. Declaration and expectation of breakthrough will bring manifestations of breakthroughs. So keep expecting. Keep declaring. Because God is on the move. The God of the breakthrough is on the move. And I've got this in my heart. Don't break down on the verge of a breakthrough. Say this with me. I'm not going to break down on the verge of a breakthrough. There's three things. Not the only things. But there are three keys that will help us not to break down. Number one is hold fast to what you already know. Continue in the things that you have heard. Continue in the Word of God. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. Matthew 8.17 Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses does not change just because of a virus. Philippians 4.19 My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus does not change because of an attack in your finances. So hold fast. Hebrews 3.14 says, For we are made partakers of the Anointed One and His anointing if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. So number one, hold fast. Number two, keep your cares on Him. When you cast your cares on Him, all your cares on Him, how many cares do you have left? 
And when you have zero care, that means you don't have any worries. That means you're not yielding to fear. Now, if you have cares, if you have anxieties, let's pray about that right now. Lift your right hand to the Lord and let's join in together and say it with me. We cast all of our cares, all of our worries, all of our anxieties over on you because you love us and you care for us. Now, the Lord gave me four R's because when you cast your care on him, there will be a counterattack. So what do you do? When the enemy comes back with his strongholds, trying to plant seeds of doubt and so forth in your mind. <clears throat> Number one, you must resist them. Amen. You know, the Bible says don't give the devil any place. He's looking for a foothold. Don't give him an inch. If you give him an inch, he'll try to take a mile. So submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And what will he do? He will flee from us. I've preached this many times in this church before. The Bible does not say assist the devil. It says resist the devil. You see, what assists him is us opening our minds back up to those lies. And to those contradictions that come against our mind. That's why he tells us to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring, man, it's good to walk and it's good to have an amen every now and then. Yeah. Woo, glory to God. Thank God for cameras. Thank God for premieres. But there ain't nothing like getting together. Amen. Wow. How many of you know that we are an assembly? And what's happening is we are reassembling. But we want to make sure when we reassemble that we do assemble. You can be here and not be assembled. You can be here and waiting for the end of the message and thinking about McDonald's and that Big Mac. Or you can be here and listening and opening your heart like I believe all of you are. So resist the second R that the Lord gave me. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Amen. So resist, and my notes are blowing all over the place. Ha, ha, ha. And then replace. Replace. Whatever lie comes to your soul, the truth is on the under end of that lie. Brother Copeland preached many years ago on the law of reciprocals. And a reciprocal means at the other end is the exact opposite. How many of you know on the other end of faith, there's fear? On the other end of hate, there's love. On the other end of doubt, there is believing. So what might that look like? The enemy may come along and tell you, you're going to die. You're not going to make it. You're done. You've got to replace that. Don't think that. Don't speak that. Don't act on that. But replace it with scriptures like this. Psalms 91 says, with long life. He's going to satisfy me. Say it with me, with long life. You are satisfying me. And you are showing me deliverance. Hallelujah. Replace it. Whatever it is that's bringing you down, replace it, which would bring you up. And that's God's word. 
And then the third R that God gave me is rejoice. How many of you know it's good to rejoice? Somebody said, well, I've lost my joy. Well, it might be time to rejoice. Amen. 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 Rejoice in the Lord always. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And understand this, that every R has a complete series to it. But rejoice in the Lord. Everyone say, I rejoice. I rejoice. In the Lord my God. Always. And again I say, rejoice. And so it's important to do that. And it's important to talk to your soul. And say, soul, what's going on with you today? Why are you cast down? Why are you down in the dumps? I'm speaking to you, soul. I'm speaking to you, mind. You say it ain't well with my soul? No. I look in the mirror and say, it is well with my soul. I have the mind of Christ and I have a sound mind. So rejoice in the Lord. And then the next one is rest. You know, if you believe God, the, the God of the breakthrough is working for you and things are turning around and you don't have a timetable on it, you can just flat rest in the Lord. The Bible says, those which have believed have entered into the realm or have entered into the zone of rest. Say this with me as you place your hand over your heart. I believe you are working in my life, in my family, in my community, in my state, and in my nation. I believe that with all my heart. And now I enter in to rest. I enter in to great peace. See, when you rest in the Lord, it is not the rest of inactivity. I mean, you go about your business. You go about praying. You go about praising. But what you do is you rest and you stay active with the things of God. And then the next one is this that I want to talk to you about. Is maintain a vibrant lifestyle of, of praise. You know what we used to do in church? is we'd get to a place where we needed to take a praise break. And I think that's a good time right now. So let's take about 10 seconds or so, and let's just give God some praise right now. Come on, guys. Glory. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah, brother Tony, I miss your dance. <laughs> Hallelujah, come on. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo. Praise God. Are you all doing all right out there? Everybody good? We're almost done with this message. But there is a sound that God wants to hear from us that initiates his role as a breaker. And that sound is praise and worship coming out of our mouths. Listen very carefully to this statement. The depth of our praise will determine the magnitude of our breakthrough. I'm going to say it again unless you didn't hear me. The depth of our praise will determine the magnitude of our breakthrough. 
Because here's what happens. When we praise Him in our midnight hour, when we praise Him when things are going good, when we praise Him when things don't look so good, God says, I will inhabit the praises of my people. Now what does that word inhabit mean? That means I'm going to settle down in, I'm going to dwell in, I'm going to make myself at home in the midst of the praises of my people. Isn't that awesome? And when He comes on the scene, other things have got to go. Three nations came against Jehoshaphat. They fasted, they prayed, they rehearsed the scenario before the Lord, and they pled their case. And they said, we may not know what to do in the natural realm, but our eyes are upon you. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to them and told them, don't be afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. And then he gave them further direction. He says, you shall not need to fight in this battle. But here's what you do. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. He said, be not dismayed. Here's what I want you to do. I want you tomorrow to go out against those three armies against Israel. For the Lord will be with you. And when they got the word from the Lord, Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord worshiping God. They worshiped God. They praised God probably all night. And when the sun came up, they rose up early and they went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. Praisers and worshipers are not falling back. Praisers and worshipers are up early. Praisers and worshipers are on their watch. Praisers and worshipers are ready for the battle. Here's what Jehoshaphat said. He chose Judah. And Judah in the Hebrew means praise. Say it with me. We are of the tribe of Judah. He said, here's what I want you to do. Just believe in what God said. And I will establish you. Believe in the prophet of God. And you will absolutely prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army. And here's what they did. They marched and they said, Praise you the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. And they kept saying, Praise you the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. Everyone say it with me. Praise ye the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. A couple more times. Praise ye the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. Woo! Praise ye the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. How many of you know God came on the scene and He inhabited those praises? Because the Lord set an ambush against them. Those that came against Judah, they were smitten. Hallelujah! All Jehoshaphat had to do was send his praise and worship singers ahead of him. And what did this sound do? And it initiated the sound of the breaker. And he came on the scene. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. Utterly to destroy them. 
And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. How about that? Folks, as they began to praise God, he sent an ambush against the enemy and they killed each other. What praise and worship does for us, it initiates the role of the breaker. Oh, come on, somebody. And it causes your Messiah, your great breaker, to be an enemy to your enemies. I don't know if you heard that or not. It causes him to become an enemy to your enemies. And when he's an enemy to your enemies, it's like this. Let God arise. Come on, somebody say it with me. Let God arise. And his enemies be scattered. So he goes ahead of all of us in our distress, in those things that come against us. And all he's doing is looking for someone who will praise him. Someone who will trust Him. He wants to hear the voice of faith and the voice of declaration. The voice of expectation. Hallelujah. Say it with me real strong. Let God arise. And His enemies be scattered in my life. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. I hope you got something out of that today. He is your breaker. He is giving breakthrough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, let's glorify Him. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Stand up on your feet just for a moment. Let's stand up on our feet. Hallelujah. And Bakata. Oh my goodness. The anointing is here. The anointing is here. Oh, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. If you've had any kind of symptoms in your body right now, you know what? Sickness and disease, that's an enemy of God. So in the name of Jesus, just begin to rejoice and begin to declare, He's my healer. I worship you, dear God. And sickness and disease, you got to leave. you got to leave in the name of Jesus. If there's been any kind of mental torment, anxieties, worries, fears, that's an enemy. That's an enemy of God. So right now, the anointing is here. We've heard the Word of God powerfully. We've worshipped the Lord. Let God arise. Let that enemy of fear, let that enemy of anxiety, let it be gone right now. In Jesus' name, glory be to God, whatever it is. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Let's magnify Him. What a powerful word. What a Some of you just came in here feeling like there was a, in here, I guess you came out here, either way, (laughs) feeling like there was a burden upon your shoulders. Oh my, right there at the end of the message, as pastor was preaching, this scripture just came up in my heart, Isaiah 20 verse, uh, Isaiah 10, 27. 
It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Glory to God. Burden removing, yoke destroying power of God is present here right now. Whatever you need, whatever's been trying to bind you in Jesus' name, the anointing, the anointing. I just was sitting and coming so strong as Pastor was preaching. And I'm sitting up in there. Woo-hoo-hoo! The anointing, the anointing. God is showing himself strong in the parking lot today. Them, 
Give me time, saith the Lord, and I will clarify those things that I placed on the inside. Be not discouraged in this hour, in this day, but spend time encouraging yourself in me. And as you do, oh, hallelujah, things will become clear. Things will get brighter. And surely you shall be in position for a bright future. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't let the dreams dissipate. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's a new day. The Spirit of the Lord came upon uh, our friends in Tulsa and said this. These are new days. And for new days, God has got new ways. We've certainly learned that in the church. We have new ways of reaching people. In some ways, we're reaching more people than we ever had before. These are new days. We must not fall back into the tradition of the old days. It's a new day. It's a new season for my church. It's a new day. It's a new season for you. Oh, hey, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Oh, hallelujah. Put your hand over your eyes and say, Lord, help me to see it. Help me to seize it. I'll walk in it. Woo, for the glory of God.